and welcome to Life Connections. Today we might have a, a little bit more background noise because I'm a mom of young children and I invited my friends who are moms as well to join in on this conversation. So today's topic is competition. And this is a topic that's very near to my heart because it's something I have thought about a lot. When I was 12 to about 20 years old, I was, my brother and I played in table tennis tournaments, and my family traveled around with us. I tried to be a nice young lady, but when I got on the court, I was told that I turned into kind of like a beast, <laughs> which is not very flattering. <laughs> and I was like, my face was contorted, I was really focused, and I was just like, I was like huff and puff and zoned in and everything. And my mom was kind of like, maybe you should work on your face a little not to be so like yeah and I sometimes I was like so invested into the uh match that when I had like a bad loss I would like cry and my brother's like that is so embarrassing like don't cry dude so I'm kind of like now I'm like a mom and uh, I still you know play some sports and things and I'm kind of like wondering like is it healthy for competition versus like how do you handle do you feel like when people use the term beast, like you, you look like a beast or you act like a beast or something, they meant that positively or negatively? Well, I'm not sure if it's all positive, but um, I think that they were kind of, yeah. I felt like I was a little split personality. Like it was like, um, I had this certain persona in one place and another place I was just like more focused and. I don't know. I think it's because I really cared. I don't know if that has an aspect of competition. And that's why I was so emotional. It's good to care about things. How's that supposed to come out in life? Can you identify what you were going through, what was happening to you when you were going through those times? You know, was it, did you identify positive things or negative things that were happening? I mean, it's hard to say whether things were exactly positive or negative. I think that the whole system was kind of this ranking system where it was kind of like my rating is this number and your rating is that number and if I lose <laughs> to you you know or or if I beat you and it's like oh I don't want like you know comparison. all this positive thing and everyone's like oh good match you played awesome versus I hope nobody talks to me just like lost on uh, this whole pecking order thing did you see anybody that was involved that didn't care about the ratings and just was playing for competition, but not necessarily caring about other, whether they won or lost. I think there were there were some. I think there were pretty few of them. Like uh, my brother would tell me not to look at the ratings before playing them if I could resist, <laughs> so that I wouldn't know whether or not like I, you know, was like almost to be beating them. You know, I was like, oh, but they're better than me. You know, or like, oh no, I shouldn't lose. I'm so scared. You know, like. I can remember playing some board games when we were younger and crying after getting beat badly or things not going my way and that being embarrassing. And I think that I've gone to the opposite side now where maybe partly because of that experience, I, I don't care when I play board games as much. I try not to like care about winning or losing. And I think it's interesting, though, because I think that it is important to connect emotionally with the things that we're doing and the choices that we make. So I think it's an interesting balance. Like, I think we want to be engaged in life and care about the things that we do. So how do we tie that into competition? Because when we care, 
there's this thing where it's really hard to lose and it's really hard to win too because it's easy to get too into winning and be really pumped up and kind of maybe even rub it in other people's face too much or that type of thing because you care. But at the same time, like, why are we doing things in life if we don't care about them? I think an issue that often comes about in competition in any competitive events, whether it is board game or a sport, is the competition becomes about dominating another person or another team. And the focus is on showing that you are better than another person or another team in some way. I was thinking through it this afternoon. I think a more positive aspect would be to try to approach it as bettering yourself rather than um, dominating someone else. So if your focus in that event is how can I improve as a player, as a person, instead of how am I better than another person, then uh, the experience would be much more positive. You can view it from a positive stance from how you performed rather than um, saying who's better than who, who's worse than who, um, who's that competitive best. I was actually thinking about it in a um, growth versus a fixed mindset, if you're familiar with the mindsets um, terminology, in that we often look at competition with a fixed mindset of, you know, this competition can prove who's the, the naturally gifted one versus who is less gifted. But instead, if everyone can have a growth mindset in that environment, you can say, let's come to this environment, we'll both give our best effort, and then learn from this um, this experience. So you can at what um, you experienced in that um, event, while at the same time looking to improve yourself from that event, instead of comparing yourself and saying, oh, you know, um, Bob is the dominant male proved through this event, and um, Jim is, uh, is not as good because he didn't win that event, which is the way we tend to approach sports. You know, so often when I hear my students talk about basketball, it's, you know, LeBron is better for the, all these stats. No, um, Kevin Durant is better for all these stats. And it, it becomes a stupid argument about who's better than who, but there's no conclusive way to prove either way. And it doesn't really matter. I was kind of thinking some about what competition is, just kind of to think about the, the topic at kind of a higher level, which I think ties into comparison as well. But it, it seems to me like competition is when two things are being compared, people, when two people are being compared and either or both people are making effort or striving to affect that comparison. And I think that's an interesting way to think about it because I guess I was wondering with competition, like some people might say competition isn't good. We shouldn't compete. We shouldn't try to beat each other. We shouldn't try to win. But I think it's inevitable that things get compared. We can compare ourselves, you know, now to yesterday or before, you know, and you were talking about that, Ben, with regard to the growth mindset, like, you know, this whole thing of thinking about, am I growing? What direction am I going is comparative. So I think competition kind of ties into that a little bit, too. Competition does seem like it brings out uh, a more focus. Like, um, sometimes I would have a hard time, like, focusing on something and it's hard, you know, like, investing more of my mental and emotional energy into it. Versus, oh, we're just, hit, we're just playing around or whatever. Is that because it mattered more? I think Somehow so. we convinced ourselves it matters more because yeah, we're keeping yeah. score or it's a tournament or we have a rating or... Which I like what Ben was saying was like it shouldn't really affect your worth. 
But it does seem like a, like a lot of people approach it that way. Oh, this person just can't walk to the room. I'm glad they came in because they're such a special person and they're so good at something. Is that why competition is often a negative thing because it becomes tied to our worth most yeah, of the time? I think so. I agree with that. I was thinking about the challenges in competition from a perspective um, brought out by the uh, nonviolent communication perspective. They've suggested that um, that we have a need for achievement and a need for acknowledgement. And conflict arises when people feel that their need for achievement and acknowledgement um, needs to suppress or surpass or or um, dominate someone else's need for achievement or acknowledgement. But we can we can actually find ways to work through that if we find if we acknowledge that everyone has that need and we find ways where everyone can can um, find achievement and acknowledgement. I think. We can do that if we have that mindset of how are you, how are you being the best version of yourself? How are you um, giving your best to this this event? Instead of saying, you know, you're not as good as this person. Say say you know this is your best game and here's here's why this is a really great event for you. And looking at at improving yourself to be your best version of yourself. So trying to improve yourself, I think, is a neat way to look at this. This is kind of semantic, but I guess I'm kind of curious. Like, there's a comparison, obviously, there. You're comparing your previous performance to your current performance and trying to improve because we all want to better ourselves. I think it's a good thing. The question is, can you call that competition? Are you competing with yourself if you're trying to improve yourself? It's like, even in comparing yourself, there can still be kind um, of, Competition involved with other people because when when other people might be are better than you or something like that, that will tell you where where you can kind of go with yourself. So you, I mean, you might, I mean, if you're competing against yourself and you see someone better, then you might want to become better. So then, I mean, it's whereas if you're only competing against yourself, you might not necessarily know any better. And I think attitude in that experience is extremely important. Like, I, yeah. I don't think having a competitive environment is a negative thing at all. I think it, it is a positive thing when you have a sportsman-like um, atmosphere where everyone is trying to do their best and trying to improve as, as players and as competitors. Um, the ugly part is when you get into that domination, you know, um, attaching it to your work, like was mentioned earlier, when you start saying, you know, that person's a worthless player because they're not as good as this person, then, then it gets negative numbers. How do you not attach the same to your <laughs> In anything. Especially when people around you sometimes are, I don't know, playing into that. I mean, what you do is kind of part of who you are. So it seems to me, I mean, maybe it's not good, but for me, I'm not sure if I can necessarily uh, separate performance and like how I do at things, how I perform, from how I feel about myself. For me, it's it's um, my journey has has been about coming to recognize that my value is outside of that event. So I will play sports because I enjoy them, because they're exercise, and they're a good chance to spend time with other people. But I recognize that my value is not centered in that 
that event and that performance. So I can look back at um, my you know most excellent athletic performances and just en- enjoy those experiences as experiences that um, that that um, where I did my best and was the best version of myself as an athlete. But the a- an athlete is not how I identify myself. I'm, I'm more than just someone who plays ultimate soccer. Thankfully, now that I can't play soccer anymore. Does it help if we view the things that we do as an expression of art? I guess I'm kind of throwing this out there because I'm thinking about this too. I, I struggle with being competitive. And I think it can be good and it can be bad. And, you know, value does easily tie into that. We think of ourselves as being a product of what we can accomplish. But if everything we do is really an expression of art and we're just trying to create beautiful things, then it creates less of a comparison because we all think of art as being unique and valuable, even if it's done by a four-year-old. I do think comparison really becomes a key part of this, though. Tying it back into that, it's like inevitably we have values in our lives, and values are really ambiguous and hard to define and nail down, but it really comes down to us thinking for ourselves and other people that something is better or worse than something else, comparing things. And competition is kind of built on that. It's like we're trying to be better, which implies value. So inevitably it does tie back to value, doesn't it? I think maybe back to what Ben was saying, that one of the, the keys to not having it consume your life is that you can commit to a sport and you can invest in it and care about it but at the end of the day the sport is not who you are the sport is a part of who you are and whether you win or lose not like not a life or death thing it's just something that you did so so when it comes down to it I guess maybe one of the struggles is by the nature of the rules of the game someone that scores three goals in a soccer game did better than someone that scored zero. That's like the way the rules of the game are defined. So you could say in that context, that person was a more valuable player. They even use the term MVP, most valuable player. Right? They're talking about value. So it's almost like what we're saying is you can compete in that situation while recognizing that those values in that context perhaps are transient and not really valuable when it really comes down to it. And there are things that are more valuable, like character. I thought um, the whole idea of the rules of the game was very interesting because I think that there's like this, like, think of like rules of the game when it comes to life, too. When it's like, oh, this person is a better whatever. Because somehow in my brain there's a rules of the game, like the perfect mom does this. Or does that? And, and I don't know, like, there's not, like, a printout thing, like, to be the best mom, you have to do all these things. But, like, inevitably, like, I find myself comparing myself in different ways or, you know, your children to other kids, which is really, really destructive. So, people have any ideas on how to step out of that mindset? Brianna mentioned to me yesterday that oftentimes that perfect mom is, that's in your mind, is built of many different pieces from a lot of different moms that you see, and it's impossible for one person to actually fulfill all this rule. You actually just taking pieces from, from everyone's different strengths. So if you recognize that every person instead has strengths and weaknesses, then you can come to appreciate your own personal strengths and recognize your own individual weaknesses. And it doesn't have to be a comparison and 
um, competitive environment because everyone has their own special um, strengths and weaknesses, and everyone's unique, and everyone has a special place that they want to fit in. Also, probably being like a cheerleader for other people too, like mm-hmm. actually wanting them to do like quote unquote better than you, or become the best version of themselves, like mm-hmm. to become more of whatever. Yeah, so I was thinking about that some in terms of finding value in competition, like maybe in more of a sports uh, frame, like uh, example, but it could possibly relate to both. Is does it kind of alleviate the problem some if you if you're not just if it's not about yourself all the time, and you're not just looking for the value in yourself, you're also looking at oh hey. They made a really great play. There's it's neat to see the value in them, even if they just beat me. And <laughs> I feel a little bad. <laughs> and maybe that helps a little bit. Like you lose a, a game that you invested a lot in, and you see that they invested more, maybe, or they just happen to do better. That's actually fantastic. Like I'm really, really glad you said that because I was struggling with the fact that I didn't intend for this to be, like, about values. You know, we're talking about competition. But, like, the more I think about it, the more I feel like competition is based on values because competition comes from us making an effort to improve. That's what competition is, you know, to do better than someone else or just better in general, better than ourselves, which implies better, implies values. And so I was starting to ask myself the question, are there absolute values or is it just, like, everybody has their own values so we're not really competing because – it's whatever you think, you know, you want to do. I think there are some sense of absolute values because it comes down to wholeness, wellness, you know, people um, having joy in their life. You know, there's positive things that we all know and experience that are good and bad, you know. So absolute versus relative, you know, you can tell there's some sense, at least in the human experience, of there being a good and a bad because there's pain, there's wellness. But, sorry, so long story short, to tie that back to what you're saying, though, the reason, perhaps, that we get misguided in this competition thing isn't because of there not being absolute values or some sense of those, but actually maybe it's more because we think about ourselves. We're so stuck in our own little box. You know, we're thinking about, am I valuable? Instead of thinking about values across a larger space, a community, perhaps. You know, so you're saying, like, now we can start to think about the value that's being contributed by a team. You know, so I don't have to be better than another person. You know, how's my team doing? You know, and then you could even say, okay, my team lost today. But what if you look at the larger picture there? What about the stadium? Did the, did the fans have fun? Was it a good game? Was it an enjoyable experience for everyone? Are we getting exercise? You know, as you keep spread, spreading it out to broader circles, you can talk about value in a bigger context that's not so focused on your own local context. And I think it, it eliminates a lot of those problems we have with that negative competition, which ends up being us focused on ourselves, you know, at the expense of other people instead of seeing that bigger system. Well, I find it interesting uh, in terms of competition to, to recognize that the, the way that I invest in the game or the, the way that I feel about the game can depend on the, uh, the sportsmanship of the opposing team. A team that has really poor sportsmanship, you just want to beat them. You don't want them to win. You don't want to see the value in them because they're not showing value to you. But people that play really respectfully and that you have respectful competition with, you can have some really neat rapport and, and go back and forth and uh, I sky him, he skies me, and, and at the end of the game we're like, oh, that was a great game. I'm glad you guys won or whatever. Maybe not quite that all the time, but, you know. 
<laughs> so can you give value to other people then? You can show value to other people. Is that the same thing? I think so. Does that change competition then if you're giving and showing value to other people? That's what sportsmanship is, right? I think that totally changes the value of big friends. So if you if you become a person that gives value to other people, how will you feel about that? Will it make you feel less valuable or perhaps more valuable? You feel more valuable. Because you can recognize you have value to the team just by your presence as someone who's an encourager and someone who's giving value to other people. It's because you see that you're having value to other people by, by encouraging, by giving them value. Instead of getting stuck in your own game, you're now playing, helping everybody else and finding value in that. Because like Sam said, when one person is focused on themselves and their own value, it rubs off on everyone else to the point where they start thinking, I want mine. I want my value. Flip side, when one person is thinking, this is about the team, or this is about the whole field, the competition. Like, there's all these levels, you know? It's not even about my team anymore. It's about all of us together having a good experience and building community. Mm -hmm. Like, when one person makes that choice, it helps everyone else. So you can even mm -hmm. see on a team, like, if your team's goal is to win, because in that context, it is. You have the rules of the game. You know, you're trying to win that game, you know, that competition. So in that context, if one person on your team says, this isn't about me, it's about our team, you can see the benefit that has on the team because so often choices you have to make on that field might not further your own glory but help your team immensely. The team player role. Yeah. So what about when somebody who's still like a beginner wants to be on an intermediate or advanced team? Ouch. <laughs> well, I can say. Let's like, be real now. Yeah, okay. So like, you know, like, oh, no. That person wants to be on my team. And it's like, they have value. It's, it's about layers. I feel like I can talk about this because I have personal experience. The tendency is to get focused first on yourself and be like, I'm way better than them. Then second on your team. Like, why are they on this team? Because they're pulling our whole team down. But again, it's, you're focused on the short-term layers and not the long-term layer. Because the long-term layer is they're a person that's a part of a community. And if you teach them how to play the game, the whole community benefits. You have another player that knows how to play the sport. You know, it's like we get so focused on our local context, ourselves, you know, that immediate game, instead of seeing life, the bigger picture, the community, and seeing the, the longer-term perspective. And they might not have as much fun if they're just getting beat or crushed or whatever, though some people will just kind of like to, I don't know. That might actually be a value to um, high school sports. Because in high school sports, the better players are going to graduate. They're going to leave the team. So you are required in, the high, in high school sports to bring the players who aren't as good on board and get them a projected member of the team. Mm. And if we can have that mindset more in other sports as well, we'd be better more. Forcing people to move on when they're too good? I was more thinking of that. They're bringing players up. <laughs> but you can see how those players, unless they're able to transition to a mentoring role, where they're like, my job isn't to keep dominating and schooling people, but to actually mentor and train people, that it can be a problem. Right. And you can be like, well, you probably can't play in this league now, but I'm going to, like, help you out. Like, and then maybe you can play in a future league or something. So shifting to, to a little bit more of a personal topic then, I think that 
when it comes to comparison, one of the things that we all struggle with is interpersonal. You know, you have friends, you have relationships, you have coworkers, and so often it's easy to fall into this thing where you're like subtly comparing yourself. Like you may not even recognize it. You know, you're not hopefully verbalizing that to the other person. Like I'm better than you, but it seems like we have this internal thing where we're so often like trying to feel like we're better than people around us. You know, looking at ourselves and saying I'm. I have a better diet than that person, you know, I'm maybe more fit, I'm smarter, I'm, you know, whatever, and we just throw all these labels out there, you know, and try to use them to feel better about ourselves. How do we, how do we avoid that negative trap? Because I feel like when that starts to happen, that turns relationships negative really, really quickly, because now it becomes this, you know, vying for position and comparison thing instead of encouraging each other and building each other up. I think it goes back to recognizing that everyone has their own strengths and weaknesses and really being able to see yourself as a team as opposed to competitors. You say, you know, in, in my woman's room, I'm gifted at this, and my buddy is gifted at this, and you know, my other co-worker is gifted at, at this. Then you can see yourself working together as a cohesive whole to benefit society rather than as individuals competing to be the best and fighting each other to be the best inside that, that community, which becomes very destructive very fast. So when that thought pops into your head, maybe it doesn't pop into some people's head, of like, I'm better than that person in this certain area, is it a mindfulness thing that we need to do? Like, hmm, that's a bad thought. Like, let's replace that thought. Yeah, for me, it's it's... It's been, mindfulness has been an important part of the journey. It's a, just let go of it. Let go of worrying about, you know, not being as good as someone else in this, in this field. You know, just let go of, of that feeling of superiority. But it is a, a matter of training your mind to um, have that team aspect, have that growth mindset. Well, what do you replace that with, though? Because if you're your goal or whatever, if you're trying to be really good at something or whatever, um, but then like once you've achieved some, if it's bad, do you like be like, oh, I'm really good at this, and maybe you can think you're better than other people, which, I mean, you would have to think that in order to think you're really good, I think to, to some extent anyway, what would you be trying to replace it? Like, what should you be thinking in order to avoid that? I think there's a lot of value in speaking truth to ourselves. And I feel like one of the key things here is replacing those thoughts of self-worth with recognition of value in community, value in a group of people working together in harmony. You're talking about music, aren't you? So working together in harmony makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's difficult, I'll be honest, because there are times in life that I've been in before where no matter how I cut a certain situation, I personally could not get past the fact that I felt like somebody was making poor choices. And no matter how you looked at it, it was like, from my perspective, and it is all relative perspective, for sure. And that's hard to get past because you feel like they just need to get better. So I think you need to turn that to, you know, looking at the value of the group. But how do you work through that? Because it doesn't like there's a, a place for it being better for the group sometimes if a person learns how to be more you know, respectful, more mature, whatever the case may be. Probably, like, a little bit of hoping the best for them. 
and not being prideful. Like, mm. I always want to be better than this person. Like, because they're beneath me. That's amazing. But bringing them up, like, and even letting them surpass you. Because maybe um, just to be their best self. Well, I think partly why that is hard, like, bringing people up to surpass you is because at some point you would have had yourself. In order, unless they were just going faster and getting better faster than you or whatever. And I think for me personally, like, I would have trouble with that, like, saying, okay, I'm no longer continuing to improve, like. You could still be growing if they're growing faster, like you said. But if your focus is on the group, the community, then you want everyone to be growing, and that's the best situation, regardless of relative strengths. They might be dedicating more time to it or just be more naturally gifted in certain areas, too. Might be about what you're focused on, too, right? Maybe that's mm-hmm. not your highest priority anymore. So you're slipping a little bit in that area and they catch up and pass you up or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you're you're taking on more of a, a teaching role or something and you're going to coach them to become better than you. That's what your role is right now. Well, it seems like if the goal, if the point or the goal should be like overall community, like happiness or well-being or whatever, what's the com- point of competing at all? I mean, like a lot of competition things, pretty much like particularly sports, um, seem like most of it is performance value. I mean, I guess sports probably do do some things for the community, like people enjoy it or something. But a lot of like within sports, people are just trying to outdo each other, basically, especially competitive advanced sports. But I think a lot of what we're talking about here is that uh, it's the competition that brings out the best in our sports performance to some extent. So, like, if we can find that that healthy sportsman-like way method of competing, then we can put together like these leagues or these tournaments or whatever and put out and everybody puts out their best effort when you're there and so then you you grow more and doesn't every, everybody at the end of that league think wow that was a neat winter league and we really enjoyed ourselves rather than oh i won you know mm-hmm. i mean isn't that a more valuable thing it's everybody connected and everybody shared life together and we're connected at that moment and felt good about that physical fitness an expression of Art, I think, in how you play to a degree. I, I mean, I know Christians that have decided not to play sports because they don't want to compete, which I struggled with a little bit. Like, you know, is competition bad then in that sense? But to me, I actually find this conversation to be really enlightening when it comes to that because it seems to me like you can't avoid competition. Like, it really comes back to values. Like, competition is about putting out the effort to try to get comparatively better which happens every day. Like, we're trying to get better, so we're competing against ourselves. I would also say that, to me, competition implies a certain amount of effort. You know, so you could casually be like, yeah, I want to get better each day, and that feels less like competition, just a semantic thing, than sports in the sense that I tie the sense of effort to it. So if I'm competing with myself, then it's like I'm tracking, and I'm, like, you know, putting effort into trying to get better, which you can do as well. You know, but still, to me, it goes back to this whole thing of trying to improve my business, my uh, personal uh, choices and tasks, you know, or, you know, all these things, my skills. And that you can't get away from. So to say I'm not going to play sports because I don't want to compete, 
maybe you're saying let's not artificially try to do this, but that artificial sport thing can also be training. Like we're learning how to compete because we do it every day in a way that's actually honorable and noble where we're thinking about the big picture instead of just ourselves. And that our worth is not tied to what we accomplish. Mm -hmm. That's what you're doing when you're that, that person that doesn't play very well. So you're giving them value by letting them play and teaching them and bearing with them and not being so concerned about winning necessarily, but you're concerned about them and them growing and them learning to um, have a mental attitude that becomes positive, you know, that they, they value other people too. I think you start spreading around value, basically. And in doing that, you actually communicate to everyone that the value is bigger than the game. Mm -hmm. Because people in a standard situation might look at that and say, they're awful at this game, so therefore they have no value. And so when you make that intentional choice to be like, I'm going to show you tons of value, even though right now you're terrible at this game, actually is a great way to communicate to them that your worth doesn't come out of your play, but also to everyone else around. Because it's like, wow, this person is being shown a lot of value, and they're not putting it out on the court. <laughs> The value, the value can come in the connection of people, and that can be a really rich value thing. Yeah. That doesn't have to do with being better than people, but it has to do with the connection and sharing with the other people. So what about the case where you have someone that's not trying? Like it's one thing if somebody just isn't good at something, but I have a personal struggle in cases where it's like somebody has a lot of potential, but they're just messing around. They're just not even trying. That can really be a lot too, especially since I ain't tending to that. Well, I guess if you're looking at the community perspective, they're not uh, interpreting the community, right? If they're not trying, they're choosing not to. I think our first response to, in any case, to someone who is not at the same level as we are in our, in our minds is to have empathy for why there at that place. So, you know, why is that person not contributing? Why is that person not living up to the potential? You know, why is that person not you know, at the level they should be? And then you can start to ask yourself, how can we work at changing that? I personally think it goes back to the community that the relationships are what, what are going to um, inspire someone to start producing more and to, and to get back on track. But it's also not a magical cure. I think it actually kind of gets into something a little deeper, which is what motivates a person and what is a person trying to do with their life or what do they see as being valuable and important to them. And when a person isn't trying, I think they, they're not connecting somehow with whatever you're doing. And some of the questions I might, I might ask is, why are you even here? You know, what, what, is your, what are you doing here? Because you obviously don't seem to want to be doing this. Um, so somehow they must have gotten coerced into the situation, or maybe it's not turning out the way they thought it was going to or something along that line. It's almost like you need a checkpoint to stop and examine values. Not not literally, <laughs> but, like, relationally, like, that's what has to happen. Like, clearly, values are misaligned, and there needs to be, like, some sense of getting on the same page in terms of what people think is important. Mm -hmm. Like, they might think having like their fun is goofing off maybe, and that's what they feel like is more important than winning. Let's be real. Maybe I'm the one that's off base because most of the time <laughs> this happens to me. It's a, it's, it's a sport. It's a game I'm playing, and I'm not trying to win. I'm trying to play well by the rules of the game, and someone else is goofing off because they're valuing having a good time and fun. 
you know, so they're just messing around and being funny or something like that. And I'm annoyed because I'm like, hey, we're here to, to play volleyball. We're here to play soccer. You know, we want to win the game. And maybe I'm the one that needs to change because in the end, like, we're looking at, at community. Soccer is just an artificial constraint we created in order to learn about competition. Who cares who wins or loses? But maybe building relationships and having fun is more important. But maybe it's also then union of values between people in order to work together. Like, then you're both saying, oh, you value that, you value that. So let's try to both value a little bit of what the other person is valuing so that we'll be able to connect more relationally, you know. And we show more value to each other as we seek to understand each other. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening <coughs> to Life Connected, where we invite you into community. In our living room. <laughs> With our kids. <laughs>